Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by Buxton. You got to check them out. The mobile analytics you can do there are just completely awesome. We use it at our shop. It, uh, you got to check it out. Go to buxtonco.com. Well, today we have a very interesting show. We're going to talk about the retail world. You know, a lot of people have thought that Retail went through some struggles. It actually, for the most part, uh, did really well. What about some of the larger properties? Well, you're in luck. We have Tom O'Hearn here. He is CEO and director of Mace Rich. Now, they're one of the largest REITs in the retail world. They have properties in California, Pacific Northwest, Phoenix, Scottsdale. They have them from New York to, to Washington. They have 48 million square feet of, of properties, includes 44 regional town centers. So let's see what's going on in the retail world. Tom, sir, thank you for joining us, sir. Thanks, Michael, happy to be here. Thank you. And so I think the first question uh, our audience might have for you are, you know, how are things going, especially with some of the uh, bigger tenants? Well, we're, we're blessed. We have great markets and we have a quality, um, regional malls that we are in the midst of transitioning to town centers. So there's been a lot of great opportunities. Obviously, you know, COVID um, slammed all retail and we were no exception, particularly in some of our markets like California, and New York. But, you know, the consumers come back strong, very resilient. Um, we're actually, tennis sales are in excess of pre-COVID levels. We're at about 112% of what we were in 2019 during a comparable period. So. Uh, the tenants are, are are back, the consumers are back, and um, business is actually quite good. Leasing, I would describe, the first half of the year is robust, uh, which is amazing given the you know um, macro economy we're in right now. So the tenants have been back, um, probably more leasing activity than we've seen since 2015, which was kind of the high watermark coming out of the great financial crisis. That's awesome to hear. And uh, tell our listeners a little bit about converting malls to town center oriented properties well it's it's uh it's interesting i mean the mall is constantly evolving but we've seen changes in the last 10 years that were hard to imagine um you know before that i mean if we look at the kind of deals we're doing today we're doing many different categories we're doing co-working our favorite co-working tenant is industrious uh, a lot of food and beverage entertainment think round one, think pinstripes, uh, things that actually activate the property and bring a lot of traffic and people, health and wellness. We're doing a lot of lifetime fitness uh, clubs, which are a great addition and can bring as many as 4,000 to 6,000 uh, people to the property a week. Um, those are kind of unique visits. We're putting office uh, buildings on the adjacent properties next to our malls. Um, we're doing hotels. The digitally native brands continue to be very active, think Aloe Yoga, Stance, Vori, Allbirds, <clears throat> EV makers find it very attractive. And that's not just Tesla, it's Polestar and Lucid, for example. I think we've got a Rivian deal or two that we're working on. And the traditional uses continue to, to come and open up space in our properties, you know, tenants like Dick's Sporting Goods and Targets. So uh, it really helps to diversify <clears throat> our properties just away from what we think of as traditional retail, which was primarily apparel and footwear. 
And in fact, we're also adding uh, multifamily to many of our properties. So really, it's it's a, it's a kind of a campus setting. It's mixed use. It's diversified. Uh, and it's a lot more interesting than the mall of 10 years ago. And physically on the actual buildings, is there a lot of demolition or is there some bit of cutting into and using some of the existing uh, facilities? Well, there's both. I mean, each each property is somewhat unique uh, in and to itself. So, for example, we got back nine Sears boxes. And for us, <clears throat> that created a lot of opportunities, but each each location was different. There's a couple of properties, Los Cerritos Mall in California and Washington Square up in Portland, Oregon, <clears throat> where we're going to demolish the Sears box and replace that with mixed use. There'll be multifamily, there'll be entertainment, um, food and beverage, for example. So it's really given us the opportunity to reposition and reshape our properties. That's great. And Tom, you guys are kind of in the, in the middle of it economic economy wise, you know, with seeing the traffic of the consumers and then also talking and dealing with these larger uh, retailers and, and other types of tenants. What, what are you seeing so far and what are you hearing related to concerns about the economy and inflation and higher rate interest rates? Well, look, we've been through a couple of very tough years and the consumer has been through something they've never been through before, nor the retailers. At most, <clears throat> historically, a retailer would be closed two days a year. But during COVID, many were closed three, four, five, six months. <clears throat> so it was really um, a unique and very difficult environment. So obviously, we've got uncertain uncertainty in the economic climate today and from a macro standpoint. But most of our consumers and retailers are saying, e even if we head into another recession, which is certainly quite possible, it will pale in comparison to what we all went through with COVID. Um, the consumer's resilient. They're tired of being locked up at home. Um, the retailers have said, hey, we had two years of putting things on hold. We're ready to open new stores. And, um, you know, we're quite confident that we're going to um, weather whatever recession comes our way very well. And, uh, you know, you think about it, <clears throat> a typical recession, you'd lose a lot of the weak retailers. Well, the re reality is we kind of had the great cleansing during COVID where we probably had five years worth of retail bankruptcies all happen within six months in 2020. So those tenants are no longer on the landscape. They're no longer a worry. And what we have left is, is the strong, growing, uh, resilient retailers that are ready to continue um, their programs of expansion. And here we are at the beginning of September. And so uh, obviously the retailers are, are gearing up and for the holiday season. What are expectations there? Well, it's always difficult to predict the holidays. Um, you know, certainly we've got more question marks about the macro economy, given inflation and interest rates today. But we like where we're positioned in terms of our A quality portfolio and the diversification we've added. So we think we'll weather um, the uncertainty well. We think the holiday season for us will be, you know, good. Um, and I think people are ready for it. You know, people are ready to get out and get back to normal. We've been seeing that for the last two or three quarters, and we think that's going to carry on through the rest of the year. Are the tenants having um, better luck getting products with the manufacturing and, and delivery of products from these other countries? Um, we don't hear too many supply chain issues anymore. The biggest complaint we hear is the labor force trying to get enough workers to <clears throat> come in and adequately staff their, uh, 
their stores. That seems to be the biggest challenge for the retailers today. It's not so much supply chain issues that they faced in 2020 and 2021. They seem to be uh, behind them. Um, and, and if anything, the retailers are faced with having to more aggressively manage their inventories than they had to in the, uh, in the COVID years. And you guys are obviously um, involved in a lot of construction. Uh, what are you seeing for uh, trends there uh, on labor and costs and materials? Well, costs had been going up clearly in uh, 20 and 21, uh, both raw materials as well as labor, but that seems to have subsided and slows that, slowed down a little bit. And it seems like our uh, construction projects are a little bit more predictable than they were during uh, 20 and 21. Yeah, that's interesting. So when you talk to uh, tenants uh, out there, your group talks to tenants, are they positive uh, for the most part uh, about where we are today? Look, the stock market just recently had some woes. And and of course, you mentioned inflation and other issues. Well, as it relates to um, retailers taking new space, they don't tend to view operations quarter to quarter as an investor might. somebody investing into a retail company. So to the extent there's a quarterly miss here or there, the street may get excited about it, but it doesn't really change the game plan for the uh, real estate people at these various tenants. They know they've got to get X number of openings done in 22 and 23, and they stayed focused on that. Um, So as I said, in the first half of the year, leasing was robust. The volumes were good. It was coming from a lot of different categories. We signed a record number of leases, the highest level we've seen since 2015. Now, could that slow down in the second half? That's possible, but we haven't really seen seen the signs of that yet. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see, but I think the retailers have realized, hey, we didn't do a lot of expansion, if any. We may have even contracted during COVID. Now it's time, time to get after it and get on with our expansion plan. And uh, we're the beneficiary of that, as are the other A-quality mall owners. You know, as a, as a former CFO, uh, helping the company and directing it to, to go public and now CEO, you've been in, in the business a long time. Anything kind of surprising you or jump out to you right now that maybe people in the industry might not uh, consider? Well, I think, you know, if you look at where the A-quality malls are trading today, um, you know, that, that's something people really aren't focused on. I mean, the dividend alone today for us is a 6% yield. And even though, um, you know, we're trading at a a pretty big discount, as most companies are today, given the economic uncertainty, it's an incredible buying opportunity. And you're getting paid a 6% dividend to wait, you know, wait out this this downturn. We have great real estate. The cash flow is fantastic. We're throwing off about $250 of free cash flow after the dividend. And um, that's capital we can use to pay down debt or redeploy into our projects. So. Um, that's the thing I think the street is missing and a lot of individual investors are missing is it's a great buying opportunity today. And the future of Mace Rich, uh, more development, more acquisitions, uh, dispositions, what, what are you guys doing? <clears throat> well, we've been pretty actively disposing of our lower quality portfolio <clears throat> since we came out of the financial crisis 10 years ago. And we take that capital and we redeploy it into the expansion and renovation of our existing properties. You know, we've got 44 properties. You know, I could see that potentially shrinking a little bit um, in that we would redeploy that capital into our existing portfolio. So really what we're focused on today is diversifying and densifying the great properties that we already have. So I don't think we're going to be a big acquirer. Uh, we, we, we will do a few dispositions here and there. 
but I think our main focus is to densify and diversify the great assets we've already got. Okay. And Tom, how about a tip for uh, retail tenant reps or our real estate departments of, of companies related to picking space and acquiring space and, uh, and some of your properties and, and other, uh, other uh, landlords? Well, I think, you know, quality is always important as far as I'm concerned, whether you're on the landlord side or the tenant side, get the best space you can and the best centers you can and develop a relationship with those landlords because there's nothing better than repeat business on either side. Saves a lot of agony on negotiating the lease. You know, you hash it out one time and you come up with something you can both live with and you move forward with great real estate and good things are going to happen. And Tom, are ten, any of the tenants, uh, any of the trends leaning toward tenants desiring shorter leases? No, the, the thing that really pushes towards that, Michael, is if you have a tenant that's uncertain about investing capital in a space uh, and, you know, we may look at a situation and say, well, look, we're, we're not going to go with a long-term lease if you're not willing to put some capital into your store. And that tends to be what pushes towards shorter-term leases. I would say we did a number of short-term leases during COVID. Now we're back to a more normal level of <clears throat> terms that are five, seven, 10 years. Um, but during, during 2021, first half of 22, some of the leases were shorter just due to some of the uncertainty that the tenants were facing. Yeah. Well, Tom, what would you leave our audience with to think about uh, retail moving forward? Well, when you hit a, a volatile market like this and there's a lot of negativity swirling, Therein lies some great opportunities. I've been through this many times in the last 35 years I've been in this business. So uh, look for the opportunities out there and, and uh, to the extent you can take advantage of those opportunities. Well said. Tom O'Hearn, thanks for joining us, sir. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. All right. Take and care, thank you for, Be well. Thank you. And thank you for joining us around the country. Please let us know what you think. Thank you for sharing the show. Thank you for subscribing and, and rating the show. And until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Buxton. Take leasing, site selection, and due diligence to the next level. Make the right decisions with on-demand mobile data. Visit buxtonco.com. By Bull Realty. For proven commercial real estate asset and occupancy solutions, contact me. My email is michael at bullrealty.com. By Commercial Agent Success. Expert-level commercial real estate broker training. Cloud Access One, up to 21 one-hour videos. Visit CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Thank you for reviewing, subscribing, and sharing America's commercial real estate show.